50% of the time, it works every time. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. I drink your milkshake. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Cinefleck. I'm your host, Ethan Colburn. Welcome back. Uh, I'm pleased to have Jeff Borislow on the show. Uh, Jeff hosts a podcast with Carson Runquist called Carscast. So uh, it was it was an honor to get him on the show. It was an honor to chat with him. Um, he picked Don't Think Twice, which is a movie that I hadn't seen uh in years i hadn't seen it since uh it came out in theaters and it really was a joy to revisit i really really enjoyed it um it's really light-hearted but uh kind of real and i don't know i just i just i i always related to the characters in this and it was interesting to hear his background in the improv scene and everything we uh we talked about drinking mojitos i ended up making what i have called a margito which I will post a recipe for on my social media pages. Um, other than that, next week we have Groundhog Day for Groundhog Day, which will be a great time. Week after that, we've got Before Sunrise and uh, About Time, which will be fun. So, And then Moonlight the week after. So I've got a really fun series of romantic movies coming up uh, to celebrate Valentine's Day. So I hope you enjoy those. Thank you to my patrons, Stephen, Griffin, and Sydney. If you want to support the show, check out uh, patreon.com slash cinefleck. Without further ado, let's get into this week's episode. I hope you enjoy All right. Jeff, welcome to the podcast, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks so much for coming on, and um, thanks also for like picking this movie. Like, I, 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 um, I totally adored it when I saw it in theaters. I like haven't thought about it in a few years, so it was like it was so mm-hmm. fun to revisit it. Like, what was the what, what was your first time seeing this, or like how did how did you yeah. kind of love it? Um, so I I kind of looked through films that you had done before. Mm-hmm. And then clearly I kind of disregarded the vibe a little bit because you kind of had a lot of very popular films oh, you know, that were like award award show worthy. <laughs> um, and this one, I mean, I don't say, I'm not going to say it's like not that it's a great film, but it's it's a very contained film totally. where you can tell the budget's super low, but the vision for it is like so specific. Yeah, um, totally. And we'll get into like why I picked it like more in depth, but the the thing is that i'm i lived in chicago for six years i don't right now but i was like kind of medium heavily involved in the improv community there Oh, that's awesome yeah now i didn't personally do improv but i did a lot of video work with improvisers and i you know i've been to like 50 improv shows that's um, awesome and this film captures the like the vibe of that community um and like just the vibe of how the shows are so perfectly yeah yeah, for sure. For sure. I, I'm not someone that's like, I'm not someone that's like been that involved in improv. Um, is, is, is that, um, so, so were you working with like a specific comedy troupe or like, were you, were you, um, like, what were the so shows that you It was a, it was about? a, like a few different people. Mm-hmm. Um, like the, the person I worked the most with, um, is this guy named Dan White, who's like pretty, 
I mean, he's like medium popular on Twitter. But yeah. He's had some like hit Twitter videos where like one where he like is with Bill Murray and then like falls over. <laughs> um, awesome. It sounds weird. No. And then there's like yeah, another one where he is like. <laughs> He's like wearing like a Freddy Krueger claw and he like opens his shower curtain to like scare his roommate and there's like four guys in there all showering <laughs> together. It's just like really weird. That's um, pretty fun. But yeah, he's on an improv team called Fudge that I like worked a lot with. Um Yeah, but it, it's 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 a very like at the top end of it, it's like a very tight knit community. Yeah, I I'd imagine. Um, but the thing is that there are it is like in this film where a lot of it's it's a few people like really make it from there yeah so a lot of the people that i worked with they're friends you know with they are friends with people that are like on saturday night live yeah yeah for sure because it's, it's, it's not i mean i mean saturday night live people people think they kind of draft from ev- people think they pull their people from everywhere it's it's mostly second city and ucb right i mean yeah, and, and I.O., which oh, yeah. is, like, the other big theater in, in Chicago. Yeah, being someone who does a lot of improv, right, you only have, like, two actual, like, pathways to jobs where you get, like, semi-famous. Um, one of them is, like, a lot of people become television writers because, yeah. you know, they just do a lot of comedy. But then the only actual performance-based job that you can, like, step up to from being someone who, who's at an improv theater is Saturday Night Live. It's the only show where they're pulling people from improv. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. Are, are, and, are, yeah. are you, are you, are you big into SNL in general or were you kind of, more uh, I'm, I'm not, I'm so I'm kind of, I kind of have the attitude like the characters in this <laughs> film where they're like, it's not really that good, Yeah. but at the same time, it's the only way to make a living doing something similar to improv. Yeah, for sure. So even if none of them think it's that good, it's, it's you're the only step that you have to become like famous. For sure. For sure. Yeah. I, I remember when I saw this in the theater, I was like, came out in 2016. Like, I, mm-hmm. I don't think I've, I don't think I, I don't think I've like missed an SNL show since like 2008. Like I, I, I was just oh, wow. like, I was just very into it in high school and, and now I just feel committed, you know? And so, and yeah. so they, they, they say something in the middle of the movie when they're watching weekend live where they're like, where, where they, they talk about how it's the only like sport of comedy. And it re- and I I remember hearing that line at the time because it really hit me that I was like, I follow it like a sports team to me where it's like they have like up seasons and down seasons and sometimes I love it and sometimes I don't sometimes they're you know stronger in the first quarter and then they the show lags at the end but like yeah if for me I've just like ended up following it like a sports team so I re- and I, and it only occurred to me after I, like I heard that in this movie. Hmm. Yeah. No. It's 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 just such an interesting community. Totally. And- I'm gl- and this is like the only film that's really about that community that has kind of like an insider's feel to yeah. it. Um, because I had a lot of times where since I was friends with like that one group after their show, we just hang out at like the, the theater bar and just like talk for a couple hours. Yeah. And it's just, it's very insular and in that that is their entire life kind of, but they also have to have other jobs because here's the thing is you don't make any money doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. You're literally doing it for free. The theater makes like a tiny amount of money. Um, and then you just have a normal job. Yeah. I mean, that's interesting to say like that it's, it's interesting to hear you say that it captured that so well, because like I've, I, I'm always someone that's like fascinated by improv. Like I, you know, I also loved like whose line is it? Whose line is it anyway? When I was a kid, mm-hmm. but like, just being in the Bay Area, there's just not much around. But like Chicago just seems to be like the center of it all. Like I mean Chicago and then second like probably probably Chicago above 
New York is just like the center of the improv scene for for whatever mm-hmm. reason. Yeah. Now the only thing is with COVID, uh, IO Theater actually had to close, oh, yeah. and then I know like one of the UCBs like closed. Yeah. So improv is kind of dying. Like, yeah, it's so sad right now. Yeah, because it, it, it's it, the 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 live the the live reaction of the audience is so essential to like the medium. Unlike film, even where you yeah. can watch it at home or, I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, theater I mean, is struggling too, obviously. Yeah. And that's the thing with improv is, is at its heart, it needs to be experienced live because if it's not live, then it like it might as well be scripted yeah, if you're watching sure. it later. And then it doesn't really always hold up. Like the fact that it's live is what makes it interesting. Yeah, totally. That you're watching someone who has to like pull these ideas like out of their head on the spot. Um, so it, it's, I don't know, it's, it's something... Now, uh, the guy who I talked about before, Dan White, he actually did start up improv podcast now oh, that cool. he can't do improv live. Yeah. And it's actually really, it like works really well. But what they do is they add like kind of sound effects to like further build out the scene and stuff. That's fun. Um, but it's still like, and the experience isn't obviously quite the same as being there in an audience. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I think, and there, I mean, I think this movie, like when they're doing these improv scenes, I mean, I, I did I did look it up later to confirm that that they they were really improvising in it but you can you can tell like mm-hmm. they feel like a they they feel like a tightly knit group and um yeah I think there's something about like the 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 camera work that they do in it um where it's it's all it's all kind of like handheld they're really they're really like right up in the scene um I thought I, I just thought they did a really good job with the improv scenes in this in, mm-hmm. in this movie like how, how how does how does it compare to like the shows you've been to yeah no i mean you could definitely tell that a lot of what they were doing was improv yeah. just in the way that the scenes build because um improv is i think equally as much a skill as it is um like at talent it's a good way to put it yeah um so that you can tell that they're doing the elements of the like receiving information and then putting it back out there in a different way that you know is actually a part of improv yeah yeah yeah. this movie does a good job about like i mean i was i was somewhat familiar with like the rules of improv just from my like middle school theater classes but i mean it does Mm. it it does a good job of like laying out the rules ahead of time of like just say yes like uh yeah like always always expand on the scene and whatever and then and then when 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 the characters start to act selfishly when they start to break from that it it it's it's just as shocking to you as it is to these to, to their like mm-hmm. improv coworkers or or like the rest of the troupe that are like what what why the hell are you doing an obama impression and like why yeah. aren't you and it's, uh, that actually reminded me of it like another element that's building on that where they were doing that because there were like you know weekend live people in the audience so that actually a real thing that does happen is that there are these like kind of invite only ish um showcases mm. that that second city and io hold where i know um like a few different people who didn't make it on Night live but they like did well in their showcase and were flown out to new york to then audition on the stage yeah yeah for sure and it, it's that thing that. where they get like so close to like getting Night live but the thing is that there's no consolation prize yeah yeah you just if you don't get it then you just come back to chicago and you're like okay well no, it's true. It's true, and I've heard. I mean, and 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 then and then the other thing is, after you're on SNL, like SNL is considered the golden ticket out of that, and then 
you know, if if you just happen to be on a bad season where they're overhauling people, you can be on for a year and be forgotten about, and you know, in a few in a, in a few years after that, it, it doesn't SNL doesn't even pay that much. So, yeah, it's it's a it's yeah. definitely a harsh world. Um, before we get much further, uh, we decided on mojitos. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. so you asked me like, what's like a drink that you enjoy, pretty much. And my favorite drink is a mojito. Um, I think that's probably because I'm from Florida and that's like Got a very it. common drink here. Um, so that's kind of why I picked it. It's like a very Florida drink. Yeah. Um, now, the thing I did not take into account at all when I mentioned that was that mojitos are very difficult to just have the ingredients this is for true. lying this around. This is true, yeah. <laughs> it's like you need like uh, you need like mint and like limes and pretty much you just mash everything in there. And it looks like you're drinking swamp water. Yeah, yeah. But it's, uh, but it's very flavorful swamp water yeah um now i did not i didn't have those ingredients so i just have this uh funky buddha uh pineapple beach uh beer is it like a kombucha thing or is it just like a, it's a flavored beer it's, it's just a blonde ale with with pineapple oh, nice that sounds good well that's also it's also kind of tropical and stuff it's tropical i i ended up making a what what i've called a margito which is just like a mojito with tequila I, I might just post a recipe for this i think i think it's quite good so i mean yeah you described it to me and it sounds really good yeah but i think you the name needs work the margito the mo the morita the, it sounds better than a morita I, I i don't know <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll workshop it later mm-hmm. for sure 100 percent um what what was like what was like your first experience with this movie did you see it in theaters i did see it in theaters and yeah. i had not seen it since so yeah. my okay, cool. relationship, because that was when it, when it first came out was like my second year in Chicago. I was I, yeah. about, um, and that's like probably really like a year or so after I started, you know, working with a lot of improvisers. So it's like yeah. since then I've done like a lot more stuff with them, and I've seen like way more shows. And I think I got an even better appreciation for how well this film captures that community. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, I, I ended up I ended up seeing it in theaters as well, um, and then I also ended up seeing Mike Birbiglia like live in oh, yeah in Berkeley, which was re- it was really it was probably you know it was probably like the same size of a venue as the place where they're performing in in the epi- like it was a re- it was a really small theater, which was really cool. I I I um I, t- I I I took my girlfriend to see it, but I was like I've got like a surprise I've got like a surprise for you like um it's like a surprise show like i'm not gonna tell you until like the day of and then like as we're driving there i'm like it's mike birbiglia she's like who <laughs> like it's mike birbiglia remember like the movie you like she's like no i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> and then and then like finally i googled a picture and she's like oh yeah yeah, yeah he's pretty good but um yeah i was i was like 20 at the time so the 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 tickets came with like two drink passes that i couldn't use which i was bummed about but um you try to like sell them to someone else. <laughs> I tried to, yeah. I should have just like asked someone else to 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 grab drinks for us or something or or sell them. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, no. Yeah, it was, I've it seen was... him live as well. He's he's Did really you? good live. Yeah, yeah. No, he's he, he's a great he's a great storyteller. I mean, he he works on This American Life, and he's just like it's it's not it's not laugh out loud the whole way through. But he's he just he he really he really has power over yeah, the audience. Yeah, it's it's very talking. captivating. It's it's mm-hmm. not so much. It's like a humorous story that's very enthralling rather than totally. like a stand-up set. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Like, what did you think of his character and his performance in this? Um, so 
I think that he plays a very realistic character mm-hmm. and that there are a lot of, cause that, you know, there is the question of what happens to these people who are in this, like very wrapped up in this scene in the improv scene. Yeah. Um, when they don't make it and you know, there are some people who just like quit. Uh, and then there are some people who just stay in it and, a lot of you know people do teach at improv theaters like that is it's like you don't make like any money but yeah um that is like a job they do and then that just keeps them even more in this like insular scene where they're it's like their entire life is wrapped up in this theater um so i think that that that's like a very realistic character yeah yeah i could definitely see that i i i met someone that did that did improv in la and just like her teacher was was flow like the progressive Mm-hmm. I guess she just like teaches teaches improv in her free time, but yeah, I mean like there's there's a lot of there's a lot of people that end up, you know, like 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 you're saying where there's not that many pathways out. I, I think Flo now has like a good contract going with yeah. Progressive. She's probably okay. stopped, but so yeah, yeah. I, I imagine. Um, <laughs> so this web series I worked on, mm-hmm. um, where one of the actresses was Abby McEnany, who now has a show on Showtime. It's called Work in Progress. Oh yeah, I've um, heard of her. Yeah. Yeah, so I uh, like right before that show like happened, I worked on a web series with her, and that's awesome. Yeah, and so the thing though is that um, that show like blew up. It got like you know renewed for a second season. Um, it has really good reviews, um, and I've seen it. It's, it's great. You should check it out if oh, you wow. haven't. Anyone listening? Uh, not necessarily anyone listening, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, she went on Colbert, mm-hmm. and she had a picture. Colbert was her first improv teacher wow that's crazy that's insane yeah he and he he he, he and steve carell like came up together and they they both they both like it took them a a long time to really really get places there's some there's some great like early carell commercials that you can find Mm. on youtube too (laughs) but yeah yeah that's that that, that's crazy i didn't know that he's he's um yeah he's 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 really interesting this movie because i like prior to coming into it, like the first time I was seeing it, I really didn't think Mike Birbiglia could make himself unlikable. He's he he's he's certainly really interesting in 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 um in the story, and it's interesting that you also say that like you, you knew people like that, or he seems realistic to you. Yeah, no, it's, and that's the thing. I think all of the characters captured it with, I mean, for the most part, they do feel like the people that do improv, right? Like there was the one character whose parents pay for everything and they're just kind of doing it as like a thing to do. Yeah. Like there are definitely people like that, you know, that you run into where it's like they can do this because they don't have to um, like necessarily, like the grind is like a big thing for people in the improv community where totally. they're like doing like a normal job and then like a lot of nights and they're spending their whole night doing like improv. And it's like such a, a grind mentality where it's like you're, there's like hustling to try to get on top. Where then there's these people like this who just everything's handed to them and they just do this kind of for fun. Yeah, and it's funny that she's the end up she, like she's the one that ends up sort of banking it in the end too. I mean, I yeah. mean that's that that's what really gets the Mike Birbiglia character. I forget his what's his character's name. I should probably refer to them. But is it Miles? Yes, yes, it is Miles. Nice job. Um, yeah, like like that's what that that's what kind of gets him in the end. I I th- I think this movie also has like it has a lot of really interesting ideas about like is it like your talent your skill or you like your drive that ends up like getting you there you know what i mean and it seems like miles and um gillian jacobs character 
are sort of on opposite ends where he has the drive but not enough talent and she has like yeah. the talent but she just she keeps self-sabotaging so much and i think like yeah yeah i don't i i, I don't know if you have any theories on like what what really you know like what what causes people to make it make it in the end yeah i think that you're definitely on the right track with with that where it this film they were pretty much giving you all of the sides of the different types of people that do improv um yeah no there's like the people that grind hard their whole life stay in it really long and like give it everything they have and they're just not they just don't make it because they're they just don't have it yeah um then there's people that like could have it but they don't really want it um and then in this one like the one person who like really made it um it was someone who like has like decent talent but it's like nothing like special it's more of just they fit what the like what we can live in that it was looking for totally yeah um yeah so i think and i think that it was an interesting choice to make the person who made it be the person who wasn't the most talented it was just like the person who kind of was lucky and just in the right spot yeah yeah totally it happened to be what they're looking for i mean that's that that and and that's a lot of what i know about like how snl ends up casting people is just like what slots they have available on the show not necessarily the most uh talented people so so sometimes on the show i do like a i do like a draft of like characters or scenes i was thinking it'd be kind of fun if you wanted to like draft our favorite characters in this improv troupe so like we'll just go back and forth and so so we're making like our team our improv team yeah yeah like put together your improv team it it, it can either Uh, it can either be like get a list of these characters Right, it can me... either be who you like the most or it can be uh like like who 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 you think is the most interesting character or who you just put on a or who you'd put on your improv team if you had to put together an improv team i'll pull uh, up the yeah list all right too. okay i got okay i got it so we we're going for like all six here yeah yeah let's do it so, all right you so want to go first you can... or you want me to go first no, no no you go ahead dude you're the guest all right um so i don't know i think first i'd probably go uh gillian jacobs yeah yeah that's the correct call i think she's she, she she's she's also just great in this movie that that's yeah. the first time like i i was really aware of her and then i watched that whole netflix show love i'm not sure if you've ever seen that but i have seen it yeah she's she's fantastic in that she's she's really good i don't see i don't know if i go like yeah Keegan i left Michael. you in a tough spot because you don't know if you're gonna go for like the the town like someone who's like talented but not really a team player or someone who's like one of the team oriented people yeah okay so if if i'm thinking like about my improv troupe keegan michael k would make us like very famous or jack i should say would make us like very famous but then he might leave in a few months i Mm -hmm. think i think i think i still have to go jack like i think i think um he 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 still seems like a talented improviser but like you're right you're right to say that he doesn't he doesn't seem like the most he doesn't always seem like the most talented person in the room, but I think mm-hmm. I think just given his uh Yeah, just given his success, I guess. Is that is that the is that a wrong reason to pick him? I don't know. No, I think that that's <laughs> that's reasonable. You know, you gotta get people to come to the shows, which is yeah, that is sure. the hardest thing for people in improv is to get people to go to the shows. That's true. That's true. So I think I'll go Jack here. Yeah, I think I gotta go Miles just for like someone who's like the the team like mm-hmm. It's kind of like someone who's like an established person in the scene and kind of is very like team oriented, at least in terms of like keeping everything going. I feel like we don't see that much of the rest of the three of them. Like like we don't see that much improv of the rest of the three of them. But I love um 
I like I like Allison a lot, and I think mm-hmm. I think I'm gonna take her here. Um, I, it, it, it's 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 Kate Micucci, right? Isn't that how you pronounce it? You know, I'm not entirely sure okay. on that one. Okay, <laughs> no, Kate. Mc, I'm just gonna say that, and someone can correct me later if I'm wrong. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, she's she, she she's great whenever I see her in things, and uh, yeah, I just feel like she's a she's a nice charm that could sort of work off Jack and yeah, like, fictional improv troupe. Uh, yeah, I think I would go Lindsay just because Lindsay is very reliable, and I think it's because Lindsay doesn't have a job, so Lindsay always is on time. <laughs> you don't have to worry because that's the issue with Bill is that Bill's like late or like doesn't show up a lot. All the Bill's time. other stuff going on. Yeah, um, Lindsay always there. Totally, totally. Um, yeah, then I then I get I get Bill. That those are two those are two solid two solid teams actually. Yeah. Now like three person improv is tough, so they yeah, have the but... both teams have their work cut out for them. <laughs> this is very true this is very true um yeah no i think like how do you also agree that like allison is the most kind of interesting character in this movie because to me she's kind of the person that like makes this movie the most that like brings this movie to another level um yeah i think allison and samantha are i think the two most interesting mm-hmm. because they're the two where they have the most like internal conflict yeah um you know where Allison's writing the book uh, that is taking years and like can't finish. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's and then also like I don't know. I guess the to me the book I I could be completely wrong. It felt like it was a me- it kind of felt like it was a metaphor for like Samantha's life. Mm, almost okay. Like so? at least when they when they, um where it's like you know the book was about someone who's like was very talented and the whole town like sent them to like the school and then like they didn't do anything with that talent mm, where mm, yeah. Samantha had like the support of this whole team and then was sent to like audition for the for weekend live and then like didn't do it yeah yeah it, that it's... could be a completely wrong interpretation no no I think I think I think that's a really I think that's a really good point I just like to me I think um I think like so many movies take take for granted that their characters have drive you know what i mean like yeah. like you start off you start off with your main character is i mean like i just said whiplash like that's obviously about mm-hmm. drive. but you know like you start off with like your character's a drummer you start off with like your character has this skill and um inside lewin davis too you know like your character like really wants to though though inside lewin davis also has self-destruct lewin davis and that also has like self-destructive tendencies you know and i it's it's always interesting to me to see a character that like that has opportunities it's turning them down because there there's there's just as many people like that as the people that yeah want to drive and make it to the top yeah yeah Lewin Davis is interesting because it's like one person in that film embodies so many characteristics of this film that's a good point yeah yeah but I think also this film like the group as a whole is almost a character in totally. some ways um yeah it's you know i wish i had uh thought of that as a point earlier and i would have had a much more developed thing to say about it <laughs> it's but I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna let that sit yeah just let it sit no i mean i mean for, for for me like if you're talking about the group as a character you definitely see that the most when they're driving to um visit uh jim's bill's dad bill's bill's dad in the hospital you know what i mean where where like they're all sort of teasing each other and uh, on the way back, they're like imitating his dying dad, and, and everyone's kind of mm-hmm. like, "Is this, is this good? Like, are are we supposed to be kind of like teasing him out of this, or does he need a second in this in this space?" 
Um, and yeah, like the truth is, it's like it's like slightly insensitive, but then he starts laughing. You don't really know if he's. I mean, did it seem to you like he was laughing out of sympathy or like he was? I so um, that's one thing about being around so many improvisers is oh, that for sure. the, when the like people in a group who know each other really well, they're constantly doing bits. So that's why you know like this film captured that really well as well mm-hmm. where for them to act serious he had to like pretty much tell them that it was like real yeah for sure other than that they're just constantly doing bits with each other and it's just like i don't know i never really figured that one out because sometimes like i would be with some impressor and they'd be doing bits to each other and i'm like i'm just like sitting there like uh <laughs> all right it's like i don't know what's happening <laughs> yeah, yeah so but i think that is kind of like a, a clickish thing that they do where it's just like tons of inside jokes where if you're not like a part of it you just like have no chance totally i think that's a really good point i mean it 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 did seem it did seem real that 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 dynamic that 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 we're talking about but also like it what it was important to sort of throw in like a really serious event so that you could sort of see how they they're they're trying to yeah how they cope but also like how they're trying to like revert to their old tendencies but at times failing to to do that i don't know like it didn't seem like bill was ever it it didn't seem like bill was ever kind of like the same after what happened to his dad obviously but mm-hmm. uh yeah it i i i i couldn't quite tell if it was like a healthy coping mechanism or it was meant to be portrayed as a healthy coping mechanism or like or not you know what i mean yeah no, that's a that's a good point. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know. It, it just it just is what it is, I guess. It totally it totally is what it is. I mean, yeah, the 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 group dynamics in this are interesting. Yeah, I just I just I'm, I I I think for me like the Gillian Jacobs just really the Gillian Jacobs character kind of captured captured me at the time just because like I I do th- I do think I have. I'm I'm definitely not that self-destructive. Like I wouldn't not go to an SNL audition mm-hmm. that I had, but like I think everyone has some self-destructive tendencies that like it does. This movie portrayed really sensitively, I guess. But uh, yeah, no, I I mean like her whole speech about you know like I like the lily pad that I'm on and I like the end well scene. I just I just thought like it's. It's it's interesting to think about like the people out there that just kind of have these mental blocks, I guess. Yeah, no, that's that's a great point. Yeah. I I think that like the after Jack becomes you know famous, I think his character development takes like a very interesting turn in this film. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Where he was kind of disregarding you know, the feelings of his, the rest of his group before he got famous. And then after he got famous, he, I think he realized that it wasn't the, like having friends is not something to take for granted because like the people that on his show didn't seem like they were friends, you know, his friends, he was just like in this life with these people who were all kind of like cutthroat because you can get cut at any moment on the show. And there's not really a sense of community where he kind of comes like full circle in the end. Yeah, yeah, no, I think that's a really good point. He sort of, he sort of, he sort of rejoins the troop. But then I love that, I love that scene where he comes back to do a show with them, and it's just, it's just not going to be the same because he can't just mm-hmm. be like one of six standing on stage. Like he, like the audience yeah. needs him to do his, his bits. Like he's, he's not, he's not going to be able to rejoin the troop in the same way because he's just, 
he's famous now, I guess. Yep. That was, the, okay. that was a really well done scene. <laughs> I love the scene of them watching him do the ticket taker character on <laughs> SNL, where they're like, it's not really funny, but like, it seems like it should be. <laughs> Which is, yeah. for me, like how when I watch SNL, a lot of times how I feel is I'm like, this feels like it should be funny, but it's like, not really. Yeah. Yeah, no, I yeah. totally get that. I mean, I mean, some of their... It, 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 it did seem weird to me that someone would request that that uh that character in the audience if it didn't really do that well yeah. on the show but I, well i think <laughs> I mean, that I what they were trying to go for it i think that it didn't do well with like comedians right i, th- I think that the point right. is that character was like well received by the public right but that like for them who are like comedy like aficionados they're like eh. um okay I, sorry i i really also loved the scene um it was like in that same block where it was them watching the musical guest oh yeah because like the <laughs> musical guest going like for all things yeah <laughs> but it was just the musical guest who was going like all out and then they're just sitting like silently watching it in like uh like medium volume just in the living room and it's just because that's how i always feel with like musical performances on shows where these artists are trying to be like high energy but the actual like energy received <laughs> by the people at home is like such a minimal thing where you're just kind of like watching people like yeah the energy in your living room is so different from what's going on at stage yeah Yeah, it was such a it was such a great fake indie band too like it was one of my favorite fake indie bands i've seen in a movie (laughs) no that was great yeah i was i was sort of surprised though that they couldn't that they didn't get the rights to actual saturday night live when i realized at the beginning it's a it's a universal picture which is like universal is nbc so i don't know if they picked it up later or if what happened with i don't know i think though part of that would be that this movie was very um, negative about Lauren Michaels. That's true. That's true. So I think that that would have been an issue is that they really make him look terrible. That's true. That's true. I, 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 as a, as a side note about that, I love the, I love this. I love the weird Swedish bike that Jack has. <laughs> yeah. It's like a weird wooden bike. <laughs> like, I don't even know like who would have written that like in the, no. like who's like, this is what we should do. Have him give a weird gift. That must be a, like a backstory where, he's like known for giving weird gifts or something i'd imagine there's a backstory with all this i mean i mean like i've heard so many stories about like the snl after party that like when they're when they're crashing like the snl after party it's like that's totally my dream is just to like storm in <laughs> storm into the after party that sounds so fun but uh yeah yeah it, it did it did seem like there was there was a uh, there was some experience with it i i mean i've heard i've heard that snl can be cut through it but also it's i i've I, I, I mean, I guess the stories you probably hear from the people that made it, right? I mean, you probably hear more stories from, like, the Bill Haters and Kristen Wiggs than you do from, like, the Luke Knowles of Saturday Night Live. Yeah, where I... That's the thing, is I do know, like, a lot of people who know Luke. Oh, really? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I, I like I, I've never show, met but Luke, but... Yeah. Yeah. So, so, what was your favorite scene? Was it the one we touched on earlier? Um. Yeah, I, I think them watching Weekend Live was my favorite scene. Yeah. Because yeah. it's them like watching their dream, but also they don't even really like it that much. But it's, it's still their dream because it's the only dream to have. It's true. It's true. I think that's a good point. I mean, and and Miles is the one that seems so like so fixated on it on on Weekend Live in general. It's 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 so it's and 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 like him more than anyone. It's so clear that he's like aging out of things, especially when they show him with his like 
high school classmate who becomes his girlfriend and yeah. she's like i'm not gonna jump in your like dorm with you <laughs> i'm yeah. not gonna jump in your dorm bed <laughs> like it's so clear that he's getting he's getting like way too old for this and like his his time is kind of passed yeah i mean i think that there's nothing wrong with you know being that age and still doing improv i think the issue is when you're you know doing it in a way that's like kind of predatory like his character yeah totally i mean it's like it's totally fine if you love doing improv to like have another job and you do improv but like for him he was still trying to like live as someone who's you know 25 or something well and also like he you know i mean he's sleeping with his students and stuff. yeah that, and that's yeah like, that's what i mean by, like predatory words like yeah it. <laughs> it's like not not great uh yeah no it 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 it, it it was sort of odd to me and then and then obviously is a sort of side plot of raising raising rodrigo which would be a great yeah. follow-up to this movie um <laughs> that could be the title <laughs> raising rodrigo yeah no it'd be fantastic it's a nice alliteration yeah yeah it's like it's like it's it's also like a raising arizona reference i guess that would be it'd, yeah. be, a, it'd be a fun movie um but yeah no i mean he he's he, he's he, he's got his whole side plot of like realizing that he can't keep doing what he's doing i there, there's this quote that i wrote down at one point in in it that uh i think it was chris gethard's character that said 20s are all about hope and your 30s are all about realizing how dumb it was to hope yeah i just love that line such a yeah well i line. i actually am turning 30 this year wow <laughs> congrats <laughs> you, you <laughs> can you. you can stop you can stop hoping now so yeah so in like five months i'll let you know how true that is <laughs> please do <laughs> please do yeah I I, I I i do feel like i'm so far away from like the mid 30s that they i mean i'm 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 turning 24 soon i feel like i'm so far away from like this sort of mid 30s crisis mm-hmm. that they're all having about living like college students but at the same time i'm like should i have to get out of my parents house you know like <laughs> yeah so i definitely have a little bit yeah. of that that's that's what that's where i'm at right now because i i lived in chicago until like the middle of last year and then obviously with covid i'm like i don't since i just graduated with an mfa like i don't have a job right now yeah for sure um so feel it feels kind of weird because i'm with my parents but i mean it's just like there's no reason to have an apartment when i don't have a job and it's like yeah exactly yeah so so oh where are you living now uh right so right now i'm in florida oh for sure for sure yeah yeah yeah, Which, I'm, I'm. You know, living in Florida in the winter is not bad. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying the sunshine here in California too. But like, um, definitely, COVID is is encouraging me to get out of the house. I mean, yeah, it, it, I, 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 I was, I was realizing, like you were saying earlier, just how much I'm missing like live shows and like, yeah, <laughs> hanging out in rooms with people because so much of this movie is just about like relations between friends that you just can't, you can't really have virtually, but. Yeah, I, I have, I've had very good, I think, timing and that kind of stuff in that mm-hmm. I hit, like, I was in Chicago in, like, the last gasp of, like, the improv era, mm. you know, because I, like, had, you know, five years where I just went to tons of improv and, like, now it's, you know, up in the air if that's ever going to happen again with yeah. all the theaters closing. Um, and then also I went on, like, a world, like, not world, but, like, Southeast Asia and Europe trip that was, like, for, like, three months. Oh, that's awesome. Like at the end of uh, 2019. So it was like right before COVID. So I'm Perfect like, okay. timing. I mean, feel, yeah. Timed it well. Totally. Do you think then that like the that like the improv scene is 
is really dying do you think do you think that like we'll like it'll start up with new theaters eventually or do you think like because also like i mean i mean the thing that this movie portrays is like rents just going crazy in cities as well yeah well that the thing is that the improv model for theaters running is was already broken before this Mm. where the theaters were barely breaking even anyways because the tickets are as this thing said the tickets are five bucks a lot of times or ten bucks um they don't even pay performers because they don't make any money themselves um then they have like the main way they make money i think is classes um oh interesting yeah so it's kind of and they they also have a bar like built into the theater yeah Um, yeah yeah. so i don't know i think there's going to be improv shows but i don't know if it's ever going to be like it was where it's this whole ecosystem i think it might just be like groups doing shows places i don't know if it's going to be these like self-sustaining improv like spheres where you know you have these few hundred people who are all in this like thing bubble together doing improv all the time and being at this theater yeah it's interesting you say that i mean i mean yeah i'd 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 hope that it would be able to survive i mean you you sort of you you won't you you I wonder about a lot of these live institutions. Like, obviously, Broadway will make it because, you know, like, they have... Yeah, it's Broadway. They have, it's Broadway. It's going to be fine. But, like, yeah, improv is sort of... It's always been sort of, like... It's, like, underground almost. Underground. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, like, almost underground for sure. And so, yeah, it's... And, and like, if they were scraping by... Do you think that, like... I mean, well, well I guess in this, in, this, in, in this movie, they sort of show how when they up the ticket prices and perform at some other yeah. place in tuxedos, it's just not going to work for them. Yeah. Such a um, bummer. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, I don't, I don't know. It's, I mean, I've, obviously I don't have a crystal ball, so I don't know what's going to happen in it, but yeah. it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Cause I know a lot of people love performing and you know, I want to go see them again, at least my like friends groups. Yeah. A hundred percent. So hopefully. <laughs> yeah, totally. Apparently, apparently the, um, apparently the story of like how they how they ended up with this porn theater was borrowed by like was borrowed from like the story of how ucb ended up getting started in like an old strip club (laughs) really yeah yeah i i I, I read that online that was pretty funny um is there anything else you wanted to touch on with this movie oh Um, sorry yeah go ahead (laughs) yeah go for it no you go i just um I just totally forgot about the Ben Stiller cameo. I was, I, I was, oh I was yeah, like, I forgot about I, like, that. I yelped. <laughs> I was so excited. <laughs> that was so good. <laughs> I had a great time with that. Um, yeah, there were there, there 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 were like a couple cameos in this, but like the Ben Stiller one was definitely the most fun for me. Yeah, I also love how some in the audience like it's Ben Stiller and he's like, uh, yeah, and he's like, <laughs> Ben Stiller is always like such a Ben Stiller in movies, so it's just great to have him play. Play himself. I love when the I love when like the table of improv comedians is trying to ask him like intelligent questions. <laughs> He's just like I don't I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Any other just like random thoughts on the movie in general? I don't know. I think we we hit a lot of things. I feel like we hit a lot of things. Yeah. I just I just I just feel like it it uh yeah it it it's it's interesting to hear you talk about that that scene. But I feel like it I feel like it captures a world really well. It's a it's a tight movie and yeah I, I, I genuinely just forgot how much i i adored it yeah i agree yeah because this is the first time i saw it since theaters as well yeah for sure so i usually have my guests like wrap up by saying a quote from a movie they love in character 
Um, do, is there is there anything you you can think of off the top of your head you'd like to do or uh, you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. You want, to, you want to do it? Yeah, go for it. Uh, we didn't need a pencil. <laughs> it's from Ishtar. <laughs> it's oh, Dustin shit. Hoffman and Warren Beatty like crawling through the desert. It sounded like Dustin Hoffman. I, that, that that was that was decent. I I did, I have not. It, seen, it was. I've not seen Ishtar. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Well, well, it's been it's it's been it's been great having you on, Jeff. It's been super fun. Yeah, thanks for uh, having me on. Was, Absolutely. I gotta finish this. Uh, I gotta finish the funky pineapple. <laughs> now you're stuck with your now you're stuck with your weird beer I made you open. Thank you for listening to another episode of Cineflag, and I will see you next week.